This is the Tuesday, November 23rd edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. Got you covered with a variety of action, college hoops, NBA, Maction as well. So sit back and enjoy. We'll be in and out in less than 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham. Good to be with you, my man. Yeah, we're inching closer to uh, Thanksgiving, but uh, still have a variety of uh, sports we can discuss on the Tuesday before. Yeah, the show is dark all week until Sunday morning, but we have the daily podcast, so plenty of content. I want to start in the NBA at Madison Square Garden. No LeBron, and we're not really sure about Anthony Davis now. He's got uh, flu-like symptoms, non-COVID related, but flu-like symptoms. And the Knicks are now six-point favorites, and I think that's... I would I would get involved right now just in case Davis is a scratch because I think this thing this this thing could become a blowout. Yeah, I'm with you. I would grab the Knicks right now, especially if Davis doesn't play. I think you're going to get good closing line value there on the Knicks. Um, I do think even if Davis does play, the Knicks are just going to be the better team here. Um, we, we saw the Lakers struggle with the Detroit Pistons before the LeBron uh, ejection. They finally put them away. It's just not a a team that's um, complimentary right now. It's not a team that is fully gelled. It's not a team that has all of their pieces uh, together and available right now. So this is a work in progress by every uh, stretch of the imagination for the LA Lakers. So I do not like this spot here. I would also, especially since LeBron is not going to be there, uh, we know that Russell Westbrook, especially if he's the only star available for the Lakers, is going to push the pace. So I like the total going over 213 and a half, but definitely a stronger conviction on uh, grabbing the six right now at the Knicks. So you can find that. Any other NBA plays for us? Yeah, there's two other games that catch my attention on the uh, four-game card. The Heat are in Detroit, visiting the Pistons, laying 10. And uh, I I think the Pistons um, probably got up for that Laker game because it's the Lakers. And even though the Heat are a better team, they just don't inspire the effort that the uh, Hollywood Lakers do coming into town. So I like laying the 10 with the Heat. I would also dabble with the under there. The Pistons' uh, offense is the worst in all of the NBA, and the Heat have one of the better defenses in all of the NBA. So I I wouldn't be surprised at all. We're seeing so many games go under. We're seeing so many teams be held to, you know, 80-something points. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Pistons come in under 90 points in this game against the Heat. Uh, The last one is the Mavericks and the Clippers. Almost kind of the same uh, rationale there. Um, Clippers are favored by five and a half. Total is 210. But uh, these two teams kind of have been the um, teams that play to unders. The Clippers have a much better defense this season than uh, we might have expected without Kawhi Leonard. And the uh, Mavs just play at a pretty slow pace, especially when Luka Doncic is in there. I don't know if he's going to play tonight, um, but I think 210 playing that under is my favorite play, uh, favorite way to approach that game. I would grab the five and a half with the Clippers as well. Um, I do think they can beat uh, the Mavericks, even if Luka's there, but it appears he is um, trending more towards not playing again uh, than he is. So that's how I'm looking at the uh, NBA slate tonight. Yeah, you know, the Mavs had some strong efforts against the Suns without Luka, and the Suns really just kind of pulled away in the second half, particularly that game on ESPN was in the fourth quarter that that Phoenix pulled away. Let's go to some action. I don't love the two car, games on the cards, so I'm a little disappointed. Um, I do lean to Ball State. I've just been really kind of down on Buffalo. I think with all those transfers, they're really thin, and that's why you're seeing them just kind of fade down the stretch. So they've lost three straight, failed to cover those three, games as well um, the northern illinois buffalo game could have gone either way for sure uh the wind and all that was a week ago but i, I like ball state here i would as much as dogs have been barking 
during midweek action this year. I still uh, I'm going to side with the favorite here. I'll lay the six, six and a half. Yeah, and uh, we know midweek action is an over machine. It's reasonable totals in this game. Buffalo Ball State 59, Northern Illinois, Western Western Michigan, pardon me, is 60. I'm more inclined to uh, wager that the Western Michigan, Northern Illinois game goes over the total of 60. But again, if you've just been blindly betting overs for every game in midweek match, and that's Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday kickoffs over the last five years, you're hitting, you're beating, you're hammering the books. It's like 72%. So uh, I will, uh, just stick to that trend there, but the game I think I do like more Western Michigan and, and Northern Illinois. Just a little, little bit more capable offense on both sides there. I think uh, when those two teams um, uh, interact on the football field, so uh, that's how I'm looking at matching tonight. I know we do have a, a, a college basketball card featuring a matchup with the top two teams in the country tonight, Doug. Yeah, I'm going to it actually. Going with my buddy who's in town from high school. His family lives out here now, so. Uh, it's a big number. I, I realize the Zags are impressive and UCLA, um, one versus two here, but I, I, I have to side with the plus seven. I think that's just way too big of a number for Gonzaga's potent. They're awesome. And you know, we're all, I mean, a lot of college basketball fans want to see them actually win it all. And just the, the small school of Butler came up short so many times the Zags did too, but we're a long ways away from that. I'm going to grab the plus seven here. I would do the same. Um, as great as Gonzaga is. I mean, UCLA it, it has everyone back uh, from that team a season ago. Like, no one left and went to the draft. Everyone is back. Um, and it's just a team that I think is probably more closely aligned in terms of overall ability and talent and consistency to Gonzaga than this number suggests. I, I was thinking it'd be something around three, four, or five. To see seven uh, makes me think I have some value there on UCLA, just, just knowing what guys like Jay Billis and Seth Greenberg have said about this UCLA team and what they expect this season. Uh, I, I, I don't look at Gonzaga as that much of a, um, you know, individual, you know, heads and shoulders above every other right. team in college basketball program this season. I think they and UCLA may be able to make that claim, but uh, seven suggests that there's only one team in that tier. And I, I think there's probably two and, and UCLA belongs there. All right, good stuff as always. I'm on the pod Wednesday, and then we have no podcasts the rest of the weekend. Are you doing the pod at all? Um, I, I don't think I'm on. I don't think okay. I'm on Wednesday. Maybe I am. I'll have to look at the the schedule. I usually do in the morning, but Wednesday is usually a day off. So if I uh, don't see you or talk to you on Wednesday, uh, my good friend Doug, please have a wonderful, happy, healthy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Same to you as well. And we'll uh, wishing our best to all the listeners. But we'll I'll be there with Joe tomorrow. I believe that's what the schedule says uh, on the pod either way. All right. Best of luck to everyone. Mm-hmm.